and welcome into another episode of the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. I'm Ben Mandel, joined by Tom Leone and Mikey D. We finally got the full cast back in action this week as we dive into the conference final matchups, some surprising matchups here, some not so surprising matchups out west. I think we could have seen Vegas and Dallas getting there in some sort of combination, but let's start this pot off this week with Arizona as the arena in Tempe was voted down. So really the future is up in the air for the Coyotes. I know a report came out that the governor of Connecticut wants to bring them into Hartford. Uh, That would be interesting. Maybe the Whalers make their return, something like what we saw with the Winnipeg Jets. You know, we've seen this happen with franchises, the Cleveland Browns and the NFL. Maybe this is what happens with Hartford. It's become such a novelty brand, legacy brand almost. But guys, what do you think happens with Arizona? What do you want to see happen? I'll say me personally, I like a team in Arizona. I want them to be able to stay. I think there could be success. Uh, Salt Lake City, I've also heard, has been thrown out. I like them. I, I need. To, I would like them to stay in Arizona. I don't need them to stay in Arizona. But listen, I'm tired of the NHL franchises moving around especially ones that already exist it's not a good look for the league and as you know big hockey fans as we are we want the league to grow and and a move like this won't won't help it yeah they might be putting a team in a city that's craving one let's say like Hartford because you know they used to have one and there's a rabid fan base there and Hartford Wolfpack which are the Rangers affiliate you know they usually sell at their barn they have good crowds and all that kind of stuff going on there so there's definitely an a market, but why not add, just add another franchise there instead of taking one away, find the city in, in, in Arizona that wants to take them on. The Suns do great there. The Cardinals do great there. It's possible. They just need to market better. They need to, instead of taking on bad salary cap and old players, they have some young pieces in place, maybe make a splash, get the owner to buy in and sign, sign a big name, sign a couple big names and, and get it going out there. I'd like them to stay. Yeah, I'll double up on that. I would like them to stay too. You know, you know, Tom said it uh, best. Just, you know, they have other markets and other franchises and other professional sports that are doing well in an area. It makes no sense why, you know, NHL side of things that are having issues as well. Um, you know, they do have good markets. They got good fans. And, you know, they have a good brand, you know, in the Yotes, you know, go Yotes. So, um, you know, I'd like to see them stay too. I don't find them any, any reason to, to, to get out of there. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, if anything, if there was an expansion, I would like more in that same uh, familiar area. Um, I think it's a uh, just a good market. They got good fans there. Um, I see no reason of them getting uh, getting rid of them. You know, I kind of like the idea of a guy like Clayton Keller and the Coyotes almost playing in Mullet Arena. But it, I mean, it look, it's too small. It's not an NHL arena. It would be really embarrassing if that arena were to host a playoff game. I don't foresee that happening. I think the NHL lets it slide because they know Arizona's going to be bad. But I would like for them to figure something out. You know, you can get some renovations if the Phoenix Suns let them move in. You know, there are options. And I feel like for the Coyotes, they can figure something out and stay in Arizona. They have a good fan base. We've seen it before. You know, they come out when the team is competitive and good, but they have to get there. They're working on it. Uh, Just one other thing to touch on. We kind of talked on this last week, Tom and I did. And it's Kyle Dubas out in Toronto. They announced it on Friday that he is out, no longer going to be the GM. Uh, we we were kind of talking about it last week a lot and foreseeing him maybe going to Pittsburgh. We don't need to harp on it too much more this week after Toronto was booted 
fairly early there, five-game series win for the Florida Panthers. And that's going to shift us on to the Eastern Conference Final as the Carolina Hurricanes will take on those Florida Panthers after expelling the New Jersey Devils in five games. Mikey D, we're going to start with you. What are your thoughts on this Eastern Conference Final and these two teams individually and how they got here? Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, when it comes to, you know, Carolina, obviously, you know, we got the short of the stick, Ben, you know, our Dallas had a good run, whatever it is, you know, Carolina just, you know, I, honestly, I would like to say they, you know, they got, uh, they outcoached them and they outplayed them. They just wanted a more home, uh, home uh, ice advantage was, was absolutely huge for Carolina as well. Um, you know, I think I, I didn't say it on the podcast, but I told you and, uh, you know, personally that, you know, I went to go see game two, uh, Carolina versus the Devils. Um, and that arena is is one of a kind. You know, it, it isn't a myth about their fan base. You know, they really are um, electric. Um, you know, at, at every standpoint. So, um, you know, they're when they're on home ice, you know, they are a great team. Um, you know, and they found a way to to go into New Jersey and, and get a big win going back to Carolina, which led to the four one um, series win. Um, you know, despite all the injuries that they had, you know, they got Teravine back, and you know, they don't have Svechnikov. You know, obviously out for the entire year. Um, you know, at this point, but. You know, they still find a way to get done with good coaching. Um, you know, they have they've had great goaltending. Uh, you know, Freddie Harrison has been uh fantastic for them. Um, and they just played together. They, you know, they're using their 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 talent um that got them that uh um that division, you know, title to to find a way to make a run in this playoffs. And they, you know, they haven't lost the haven't lost a beat despite the injuries had. So that's why they're there. And then um, Florida, man, you know, I did predict them, you know, to be Toronto, but at the same time, I didn't think it would be the way that they did. You know, they absolutely manhandled Toronto. I mean, I could have felt the whole, you know, they remind me of the Dallas Cowboys, Toronto, when it comes to, you know, they got their, 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 their win, their playoff series. They finally blew their load. And then, uh, you know, they slowed down a little bit, but it just looked like Florida just, it, you know, they imposed their will and they've been doing that. And it all starts with, with Matt Kachuk, man. He, he is, uh, he is having a legacy postseason, uh, and uh, before our eyes and he, is just carrying the rest of that team uh, with with tons of talent. Um, and, you know, their goaltending has been fantastic as well. So it, this is a great matchup. We saw in game one, uh, you know, how how even these te- two teams are by going to four overtimes. Um, so uh, it is just, it's going to be a great series. Um, and I honestly think, in my opinion, I think that Florida stays hot. They just got hot at the right time. Carolina is great. Um, you know, I'm not, obviously not counting them out. Uh, but I just, for, I think Florida, they remind me of like those LA Kings from 2012 that haunt me to this day. Um, so it's going to be a great series. Yeah, and look, four overtimes in game one, and Matthew Kachuk scores the game winner with 15 seconds left in that fourth overtime. They were 15 seconds away from going to a fifth overtime. And runs right into the locker room. What a baller move. What a baller move. What a baller move. Because honestly, they they deserved to win that game so much earlier than they did, too. They, 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 They deserved it. Well, I was telling Tom, and this is shame on me for just not paying attention. I turned the game off in the first overtime after the first, after the goal was scored, they went to commercial. I didn't realize that they were reviewing the play, just turned the game off, thought it was over. All of a sudden I, I like, I'm about to go to bed at one 30, look at my phone and see a notification. It's going to a fourth overtime. <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, just, what a, just, what a, was, what a I, whiff by me. I don't even nuts. know why I stayed up to watch it. I just was up watching. I fell asleep after the first, first, Overtime, I had a, I had a any time, you know, I had the next goal scorer, goal scorer bet in, so I was watching it, and I had Lindell on the Panthers, and I had um, Natchez on the Hurricanes, 
And after the first overtime, I'm like, you know, I'm going to bed. I, I know that I, I this has the makings because overtime games either end early. It's not. It's a cliche saying, but it's never more true than in hockey. Overtime hockey, the game ends early or it first goes. five or last five. It first goes. five or last five of each period. You very rarely see a goal scored in between the 15 and five minute mark of an overtime period. Yeah, it's like it's, they just lock it down in that time frame. Yeah, and they play like boring hockey. The boring hockey yeah. you hate to watch in the regular season. Teams just mm-hmm. all play in those in those times. Yeah, Tom, what are your thoughts on Carolina and Florida and just kind of wh- how game one went? And is that what we're going to see in this series? How do these teams match up? Yeah, I, I, I really like uh, Florida's matchup against Carolina. and And to me, it's always – you know, another cliche saying in sports, not who you play, it's when you play them. You you look at, sometimes you have to look at playoff runs and, and you got to give the teams who make the playoff runs credit. But you also sometimes can look back and be like, you know, they played that team at the right time. I think they got Carolina at the right time. I think Carolina is got, won the division and winning the division for Carolina meant more than, than, you know, New Jersey winning the division. And the fact that they would get New Jersey in a second round after they would take care of the Islanders because New Jersey was a better matchup uh, for Carolina than the Rangers would have been. So the, and that's just the fact the Rangers are the the Carolina hurricanes kryptonite. They probably would, it probably would have went seven. It probably would have went either or just like um, the devil Ranger series went. And I think now that Carolina is in the Easter conference final, the injuries, their lack of scoring depth, Florida can keep up with them. Florida can keep up with the style of play, not only speed, but also forechecking and, 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 goaltending consistent good goaltending that's what the devils lacked um in that series against carolina and carolina's running into a beast i think a lot of these games are going to be close but i like florida because any game that carolina wants to play and any matchups that brenda moore wants to play florida has the matchups they have the ability to match brenda moore's chess piece moves and that's why I like Florida to win the series. I'm going to say six. I think Carolina will find a way to win two. I think they win game two. They might lose three and four in Florida, and then maybe come back and win one in Carolina, and then Florida will close it out. But I like Florida in in this series for sure. I think they're dest. I think they're destined. Yeah i I think we're finally realizing what Florida was thinking when they let Burnett walk and brought in Paul Maurice. It's to play this style. Yeah, it took exactly. them half the season to adjust to it, but they were able to turn it on in the second half. They were able to carry it and get themselves past a juggernaut in Boston. You're seeing how good that Boston team really was to push Florida the way they did and dominate Florida at times. The way Florida just ran through a very talented team in Toronto. And to be uh, quite frank. In game one. It looked in game one. That, yeah, they I agree with pushed you. pushed Carolina around as well. Yeah. And I think this is Carolina's talent is catching up to them because now they're playing a team that plays that physical style. Carolina, yeah, they had to worry about it with the Islanders. But let's be honest, Florida is a more talented team than the New York Islanders. I mean, we very well could be seeing Florida-Boston in the Eastern Conference Final if Florida wins the last game of the season and then they play Carolina in round one and the Islanders draw Boston in round one. Because then Boston Boston probably sweeps the Islanders because the Islanders don't have the scoring. And, I mean, who knows? Florida might be pushing Carolina out in five or seven the way they played in round one. And that's my point about sometimes when you look at playoff runs, it's not – 
who you play, but when you play them. It's a very cliche sports saying, but if the Devils beat Carolina back in the regular season, this East playoff could have a completely different outlook. Well, and yeah, just like I mean, if Florida wins the last game of the year, it could have a completely different outlook. You know, it's just it's it's wild sometimes when you really look at, and that's why the the, the parody in hockey is always the best. That's why the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best playoffs in hockey, and that's why it's so hard to win. And that's why I think it's one of the only sports where you can look back and and like as Devils fans, you could still be so proud of this season, even though they didn't win a cup, because it's just so hard to do. Yeah, and when it's your first time back, you can look back on it yeah. and be proud. But this is the only year you get that. And I do want to add, I mean, look, if the Devils get two more points or one more point, right, to edge Carolina for the Metro, we very well could have seen a Rangers-Islanders second round. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Islanders matched up well with the Devils and the Rangers-Carolina, like you were saying. So there's just a lot of different combinations. But not to get too off track here and back onto this series – I, you know, with Florida, the style they play, they play that tough, gritty style, but they have the talent and their depth scoring is showing up. Now, it's not fair to say Carolina doesn't have the depth scoring, even though we all believe they don't have it. But, you know, for a team like Florida, they've gotten it. Carolina has gotten it throughout the postseason so far, but it's been against a weaker Islanders team. And it's been against a weaker goaltending of a New Jersey team. I mean, if the Hurricanes are playing against the Rangers and Igor, they did not look good to start games one or two or game five. I mean, Carol and even game four is essentially Carolina looked atrocious in every game, except for game three to start. And that's the game the devils won. So, the Hurricanes, while, yeah, they were able to get through those games, it's because they were playing a young Devils team. They were able to outsmart them. They were playing a less talented Islanders team. I still firmly believe that Carolina, with their injuries right now, is the worst team left in the playoffs. I agree. And I believe that going into last round. I believe the Devils are a better team than Carolina, and I will die on that hill. But <laughs> I agree, and that's why I'll just say one more thing about that what if scenario you're probably looking at a devil's Bruins easier conference final, but we'll yeah. live that in the alternate universe to your point about Carolina being the worst team in the East. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. I mean, Hey, look, you're <laughs> not wrong, but look, when you're looking at these two teams, it's very much just, it's, it's crazy the way that, you know, Carolina has been able to just power through everything. And for Florida's sake, Florida has been had their backs against the wall in round one. They fought back and haven't lost since. And I've I know Tom or Mike brought up the uh, the L.A. Kings reference in 2012. I'm going to keep bringing it back to the 2012 New Jersey Devils because that's really what the Florida team feels like. Now, obviously, that Devils team didn't win the first game in that uh, Eastern Conference final against the Rangers. But when you look at Florida, they just they feel like they're built the same way and Bobrovsky's kind of channeling his old self kind of like like yeah Bobrovsky is earning every cent of that contract this postseason if he can can win Florida a cup 
that's it. That contract is now well worth every single penny because he did what he was supposed to do. And that's win you a cup. It yep. doesn't matter about, you know, the fact that he wasn't so good at one point. It doesn't matter the fact that he's been inconsistent. Come playoff time, this guy steps up and he plays. Yep. A hundred percent. Now we are going to shift it over to the West Vegas, Golden Knights, Dallas stars. Now Friday night, they played Dallas was able to tie things up late. Jamie Ben in the final two minutes was able to score and tie it up, but Vegas was able to send it to overtime. And like we just said, they My either score quick or late. Howden is able to bury the game winner, scramble in front, saving us from another four overtime marathon run. But guys, what are your thoughts on Vegas? What are your thoughts on Dallas? Mike, we'll go to you. How do these teams match up? I know you're a big fan of Dallas, but you've also been pretty high on Vegas as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I think both of them. It's it's basically star power versus star power right now. It, 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 and it's, uh, you know, if it was, you know, a team to go to the Western Conference Finals, you know, obviously they're there as it is. But, you know, these two are we're definitely one of the two teams and, you know, that I thought were going to be going and um, you know, you know, the thing with Dallas, you know, me and you, Ben, we talk about all the time, like we seem like they're the most complete team, but I feel like Vegas, you know, especially proving on this playoff run, it felt like they're kind of proving that they're the most complete team on the Western side of things as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting series. You know, we saw, we already saw an exciting game one, you know, just, uh, just on Friday night. So, um, it's just, uh, you know, I'm excited to see where it just goes, but I think as much as I'm a big fan of Dallas and you know that it is Ben, um, I think I got to go with Vegas. I just think, you know, they have the advantage, you know, ice wise, of course. And, um, and I think when it comes to the star power, I think they equally match up pretty well with Dallas. Um, and I think they can get it done. Um, and, uh, I just think they also have the veteran status as well. Um, that could get over the top of Dallas because, you know, Dallas does have some veterans obviously, and, and a lot of big stars. Uh, but I feel like, you know, just the presence of, you know, the players, like Mark Stone and, and William Carlson, they just, they're just getting it done, and uh, it's their time to get back and actually finish it this time. Yeah, I agree with I agree with Mike. I, I'm a big fan of Vegas. I, I was more high on the Wild than the Stars, and and kind of I feel like I kind of saw them at the same level. I think Rupa Hints and Ottinger have brought this team to to higher levels, and they just play a solid game. I think I think you could make the argument that Dallas has been the most consistent team in in the playoffs this year. I I feel as if all their games on the West side, I should say are the most consistent team. I feel like all their games have kind of been the same tight, close Um, a couple of games where to your point, Ben earlier in a couple of pods, you made the point where it's like, it looks like the game was a blowout. It was six, three, but you know, every game there was a, there was a chance. There was a shot. There was uh, something for the, uh, you know, you never thought it was over the same thing with the Vegas Edmonton series, but I just think Vegas, the way they were able to shut down Edmonton, I think as they get more comfortable with the style of Dallas, um, as a series goes on, they're going to be able to do the same thing. I think Dallas will will bow out of this one early. I probably see this one going five games. I think Vegas will take care of it. And then, you know, Vegas, Florida cup for me in my eyes. I think that, the big thing with this series is Vegas having home ice. I think Vegas is a much better home team than they are on the road. Now, that doesn't mean they're, they're still a tremendous road team as they've been one of the best road teams in the league this year. But in the playoffs, it's a little bit different. And going into Dallas, it's different. We haven't even mentioned the fact that this is the first time the Final Four in the NHL has consisted of like four very South 
uh, like I, I believe they said they're like the four southernmost teams. Yeah, it needs in like the, the, the cup needs some sunblock was the joke yeah. around. Yeah. Well, that's and a lot of people are saying the humidity might be tiring these guys out. <laughs> now think about that, uh, and with the Florida Carolina series that just went to four overtimes true, in game true, one. True. I mean, they they basically played four extra periods of hockey. That's a that's more than a game. That's I'm gonna heavily bet the under games. of first ten minutes into in in Saturday night's game. I'm gonna bet I'd the hammer under. the under for the entire game. Unless I mean, <laughs> I would honestly set the line at four and a half if I was <laughs> a sports book. Yeah, no, it. these yeah. guys are gonna be dead. It's it's gonna be, but it'll be interesting. And I like the fact that the NHL is starting all of these games, even the West Coast games during the week at eight o'clock. In case we do get a marathon, those West Coast games aren't going until three a.m., four a.m. But when you look at the Vegas Golden Knights, their depth is just tremendous. And I know they were able to shut down Edmonton and McDavid and Dreisaitl. Don't crucify me for saying this. It might be easier to shut those two guys down than it is the entire Dallas Stars team. And I know those guys are otherworldly talents and by far the two best players in the league right now. But when you look at Dallas and the depth they have, the way they can roll four lines, the way Heiskanen is able to push play. I mean, you heard Ray Ferraro tonight on the broadcast comparing him to Scott Niedemeyer. That's really, really high praise. Now, you think about this and you think about the way Dallas plays and how deep they really are. Vegas is going to need a lot more out of their depth. And they got that in game one. Are they going to be able to sustain that? And are they going to be able to sustain that on the road? That is what I'm not so sure about. That's why I think this series will push a little bit deeper. I think we saw a lot of fight out of Dallas. I think you always see this out of Peter DeBoer teams. They have fight, especially in year one. I don't know what it is about this guy, but I really do think Dallas has a lot of fight. And I think there is something to be said about Jake Ottinger being the best goalie remaining in the playoffs right now even with the way Sergei Bobrovsky is playing. I think Ottinger is the guy. He is the number one right now. To be true, to to be honest, I, I'm just using a little Mikey D reverse psychology, and I really want Dallas to win the cup. And because I want that to happen, it's probably not going to happen. So I'm just saying that, you know, Vegas is going <laughs> to take care of them in five, so that way Dallas wins the cup. Now, my genuine hockey opinion is I feel like Vegas will win this series, uh, but I would love if Dallas won the cup. Out of all the four teams left in, Dallas, if they won the cup, I'd be like, that's a cool story. So I would love to see it happen. You know, I, I, as much as I don't like Matthew Kachuk as a, like a guy, I've really appreciated his game, especially in the playoffs. It's been a ton of fun to watch. So I would like to see Florida win a cup. I would also like to see Vegas win a cup. I wouldn't mind seeing Dallas win a cup, just not Carolina. Just not Carolina. Not Carolina. I, I brought Brandon just, Moore. I, mean, I, would be fine with, I would be fine with every team except Carolina as well. And that's I don't hate Rod Brendamore. I really don't. I actually really like him as a coach. I think he's the best coach in the league right now. I agree. But I just don't like that I organization. I just don't like his they face. Have, the, the Carolina Hurricanes organization has put New Jersey through so much hell over the last 20 years. They, <laughs> they've been brutal. But, you know, we are going to start to wrap things up here on the podcast this week i know not too much in depth but we will have more on the western conference and eastern conference finals as those series continue on with next week's show we will be back on our normal day releasing on thursday morning so make sure you catch us there make sure you check out our website at outsidersports.net 
Check us out on TikTok and YouTube by searching Outsider Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Outsider Sports 3. And make sure you catch us next week and enjoy the East and Western Conference Finals.